I'm the youth minister here at East Union, um, and I had the privilege of being a part of this team of people that went to Mayfield, Kentucky. And so first I want to say thank you to all of you. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for financially supporting us. Uh, thank you for supporting missions uh, in general so that we were even able to go and, and do this work and represent not only um, Jesus, but also East Union Christian Church because we have the giant bus that says East Union Christian Church. So for, for better or worse, but um, thank you. Thank you for your support of missions. Um, and I, my goal today is that as we share, one, you'll get to hear how the trip went, where the uh, donations went, how the prayers were answered, different things like that. But I also hope this is kind of an incentive, an introduction to kind of how this mission trip went. And uh, God will start stirring in your heart, not only just to go on mission trips, but also to be involved in missions, whether it's here locally in Indiana or beyond. And so I have one verse to share with all of you. CSI is the organization we went with, and they gave us books that were 40 days before you go on the trip, devotions throughout. Well, we got them, I think, a week before our trip. And so we kind of started it, continued to read it. And we're toward the end of it now if we've been keeping up with it. And so I just want to share a verse from one of the days. It's from John chapter 4, verse 35. And it's Jesus talking, and he says, Do you not say, there are yet four months, and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, that they are white for harvest. And we, we saw that so many times in Mayfield, Kentucky, and we see that here in our own community the harvest is ripe. The people are ready. Uh, the service is ready. And so what we're going to do this morning is each of us are going to share at least a little bit. We're going to share with you a high, a low, and something that God taught us when we were there in Kentucky. So I'm going to kick that off since I am up here already. And then Rich is going to finish that up. And then while we are talking, we have a PowerPoint of pictures that we're just going to play. Um, just so you guys can see some of the pictures of uh, what we did down there. So my, I'll start with my low, um, not even an hour out of the church, I hear the laughing because some people know, uh, Rich is driving or the bus or whatever, I get car sick, and so, or bus sick or whatever you want to call it. So I'm sitting in the back, I'm like, like, Derek, don't puke, you're right on a mission trip, you don't need to do this, drinking water, and, and the, the kicker was Jim was handing out Twizzlers. And so I was like, oh, maybe some sugar will be good. I don't know how health works. I'm a youth minister, right? And so I eat the Twizzler, and immediately I'm like, it's going to happen. And so then I was like, hey, Dave, can you hand me the trash can up there? And he's like, why? And I was like, I just need the trash can, Dave, man, or this bus is going to get real gross. And so he hands me the trash can. Stuff happens. And so that was the very beginning of the trip. And also followed by a couple of us got a nasty cough and a nasty cold and just the sickness. Um, but so, so that was probably my low. Um, one of the highs for me was day one, we show up to the site. Uh, they were finishing up this house. And so there were two jobs to do. And so we get there. And the guy leading the construction, his name was Richard. Um, and he said, you guys have two choices. You can either do siding or drywall. And I heard drywall, and most of you know I have moved recently, and one of my house needs completely gutted new drywall, and that is something I've never done before. So I heard drywall, and I'm like, well, what an opportunity to learn how to do drywall. 
So I was like, me, I'll go with you. And so I rush inside, and I'm in there for a couple minutes. I start doing stuff. And then I look around, and no one from East Union came inside. So I'm with, and this team was from Colorado, and I was working with them. And like 20 minutes later, I look around, and I'm like, oh, I'm, they left, I left them. I ditched the team. And so, but it was a great opportunity. I got to work with some great people, and I got to learn how to do drywall. So now Haley's very excited that I've learned this skill, and I can now use what I've learned on a mission trip. And I kept telling the people there, I'm like, I kind of feel bad that I'm using this experience for my own personal gain. Um, but I, I feel like that was just one of those things that, that God orchestrated. And um, a lot of you know, though, we, Haley lost her dad, and he was supposed to kind of help me with that drywall and all that kind of stuff. And that was kind of, that was for me, God's kind of answer to prayer. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm not a construction guy. Again, I'm a youth minister. And so... But all that group was excellent on teaching me. I asked so many questions, got thrown in jail once. And um, it was just a great opportunity. And it was just, I was standing there doing stuff. And I was just like, this is God answering that prayer of how, like, I'm going to figure out how to do drywall without Jeremy. And so, um, so that was my high. That was my low. What God taught me this week, um, I think the number one thing was be flexible. I think for all of us, we were kind of thrown around a little bit. Um, we had different projects, but God kept us busy no matter what. We always had something to do, but we wanted to do what we were called to do. We wanted to serve. And so um, I think the number one thing, I think for all of us, was that we were flexible, whether it was sicknesses or different jobs or different groups or whatever it was. Um, the thing I loved about this group was it was we were all going and there was a smile on our face. And that, yeah, that's a giant milkshake, um, right? And so for me, that was, we have countless stories, and I don't want to take away from the stories they're going to share with you either, um, but it was just a great trip, and our group was fantastic. I, half of them were Earls, which was wonderful, um, but the thing I loved seeing was everyone jumped in, and they helped, and they served, and they found a role. Um, the last day we were cutting boards and stuff like that, um, the Denver group went home, and so it was just us. And so we were working, and what was cool was James came up to me. He's like, hey, can I, can I cut one? I was like, oh, sure, man. And he's cutting them, and he's probably doing a better job than I was. And then I was like, have you done this before? He's like, oh, no, this is my first time doing it. I'm like, great, perfect. But the rest of the day, him and Kyle and, and Ben and them were just cutting boards, and all the Earl kids were in the rafters with nail guns, and that's another story. But I'll let them tell that. But so how this is going to work, I'm going to invite one of you guys up at a time, and then Rich will close this out. So whoever would like to go next. James has a 45-minute presentation. I, too, want to thank you for the prayers. That was uh, oppressive heat, not the best environment. Um, the um, fairgrounds was a, probably my low because we were out in the sweltering heat, and we were sorting through, trying to salvage what we could out of uh, cardboard boxes that had been there since December. Um, one thing you saw, Ben sleeping on a couch. I snore. I tried to, I, I proved myself one night and stayed awake all night. I didn't snore. But uh, James was telling me that 
he had to put the earplugs in, listen to music. I said, why didn't you wake me up? Why didn't you wake me up? Well, Ben found the couch, and he slept out there two nights. Um, but it's good for him, I think. Uh, there are four people I want to talk about. Amos was, uh, he's an Amish with cars. He made sure that the, with cars. He's Amish, and his family's from northern Indiana. He was at the fairgrounds. He ran the um, fork trucks, moved things around. And so we, uh, one day, you saw the trailer right there um, borrowed. It's, uh, it's the gal's car, Christine's, uh, Kristen's was her car, or uh, SUV. And so we hooked the, the, the trailer to it, and I told Amos that the trailer's not plated. He goes, this is Kentucky. This is Kentucky. <laughs> so I said, well, I think the K in Kentucky stands for OK. And somebody said Oklahoma. But Kentucky is, comes in the alphabet first, so I think it trumps Oklahoma. But anyway, Amos was just a, a fun guy to be around, hard worker. Um, so he was one. Then you saw uh, me holding the ladder. Uh, I called her the ladder lady. She's from Colorado. Sally was her name. And she'd be on the very top of the step ladder. I said, you didn't read the uh, directions on this, did you? And she'd be standing there, grabbing hold, moving from, from one ladder to another. Um, great, great people from Colorado. I'm looking out here. We went to fairgrounds on Tuesday, and the crowd, there was a crowd, tremendous crowd. I'm thinking, what's going on? We found out they came to see Jim Ringer. Jim's going to be the next governor of Kentucky. <laughs> and so these people had come out to see him. And uh, it was just amazing, because the next time we went at the fairgrounds, hardly anybody was there. So we assumed it was because Jim was with us. That's the reason that the crowds are. But the governor, actually, from Kentucky was there that day. We didn't see him. Um, but uh, that was it. And then who's the fourth person? I meant to put this down on the paper. Who would be the fourth person? I didn't. I didn't have. Um, oh, Richard. Richard. He, he has such desire. He's a pastor. He pastors for two churches. Tremendous patience. Takes amateurs. Uses what talents we may have. But so encouraging and just, just so patient. But has such great love for those people. And does this out, out of just uh, a tremendous love for the people. Uh, some of the buildings you see... Um, it's, it's amazing. We walked, went through the town and it's devastation. These pictures don't begin to show the effect of it. Went to a John Deere dealer, millions and millions of dollars of equipment just destroyed. The building completely gone. The only thing that was left was the, the hoist and in, in the, uh, the cranes that established that, that were there. Um, I wanted to say the high for me was uh, seeing like the raptor monkeys. Um, getting in there, with, working with the Colorado group. Uh, getting in the and just doing what needed to be done. Uh, ben, Lissa, well, there's, there's Sally, the latter lady. Um, uh, ben and Lissa were using our guns, and uh, the first time they ever done it. I think, too, um, Julie didn't know it, but Ben had an opportunity to run the chop saw. How many fingers did you lose? Just one, right? Okay. Um, and the table saw. And it was just a, a great great experience for these kids to get for that group of kids youth to be involved in that a good blend of ages um, but it's um, 
it was uh, rewarding. We, uh, on the way up here, talking about what would be something you saw instant uh, results. It was Nancy had a, a breezeway that was full of, of trash that needed to be moved. We were able to go and get that done. And when we left, she was able to put her car back in there. So uh, again, I thank you for all the, the prayers, the support, uh, as Derek uh, said earlier, this, this church is known for its mission-minded uh, and, and the love outpouring you give for that. These people down there in Kentucky were just so hospitable, smiles on their faces, and, and going through that and still just so, those are not beer, by the way. Yeah. Yes, I'm proud. Yeah. Um, but and that was a place where we moved from uh, Leslie's, her name, from her garage to another place. And that was an interesting story because communications are wonderful when they work, but when they don't, it's kind of frustrating. Because we took that to the house, but the homeowner wasn't there, wasn't going to be able to be there, so what, what do you do? And so we finally, Derek was able to get hold of him and set it outside his house and uh, maybe the neighbors got some stuff they wanted. I don't know. But anyway, um, it, was, it was a good good experience. I'm grateful for the, the opportunity that the church gives us, uh, the support, and the fact that uh, we got there and back safely, minus a couple of episodes there. But um, that was funny because when Derek goes, I need, a, I need a trash can. I thought, well, what are you going to do, throw up? And yeah, that's why I did. So fucking... Okay. speak for as long as my dad. <laughs> I just want to, again, thank every one of you for being so mission-minded because this is the third trip I've been able to go on with this church, and uh, anyone who's ever gone on a mission trip will say that those of us that go get a bigger blessing than those of us, or than the ones that we help, and so um, this just meant the world to me, and part of it my high for the week was definitely getting to actually use the construction tools and helping out with that construction. Because I was worried that when we got there, Richard was just going to tell us, like like the youth, just do this minuscule task. Stay busy while the rest of us do this stuff. But no, he just said, here's a nail gun. This is how it works. Climb up that ladder and start nailing stuff in the rafters. So <laughs> that's, what, that's what we were able to do. And I also... Like my dad is saying, I got to use the chop saw, I got to use a table saw, power saw, um, just using stuff I've never used before, getting a new experience and uh, learning how to do it so that we can help those down there. And uh, I would say my low is uh, sleeping, actually. So <laughs> for whatever reason, if I hear snoring, I can't sleep. I don't know what it is. I could probably sleep if someone's running a power saw next to me, but if it's someone snoring, I can't. <laughs> and so I would be lying in bed with a pillow over my ear, have some music playing on my phone, um, and sometimes I found success, sometimes I just lie there for an hour. Um, but it wasn't until Thursday night that I found that couch. <laughs> and I was far enough away from everybody that I didn't hear any snoring, so that was good. And uh, I think Something that God taught me for the week was, um, like Derek was saying, to stay flexible. Because 
we were meant to be doing construction every day that week, but there were too many people there with that Colorado group. And so we had to go over to the fairgrounds and we were picking up those hand sanitizer, or pick, clean up all the hand sanitizer. And uh, you know, it, this tornado didn't just ravage one house. And so we, have, we had to be flexible, um, just go wherever God calls us to go and help out, do whatever, do whatever we need to do there. So that's it for me. <laughs> Hello. This was my second mission trip, so I'm kind of like newer to the team. This is only my second one, but um, I would say I definitely kind of learned a lot this mission trip as in comparison to my last one. Um, as far as the high that I would kind of point out, um, kind of what Ben was talking about, it was very, very um, like welcoming to see the patients from not only the people from um, like Kentucky and in Colorado, but also from my own team. Because I went into that mission trip with pretty much no experience in construction. I was kind of terrified to use the nail gun. And um, all of it just kind of seemed, you know, very uh, scary. But again, Richard, he was very welcoming. And he really did help us through it so that we were able to work and not just kind of be there. Um, my low would probably be the heat of Kentucky. That was um, pretty discouraging as you would go along and you just kind of start to get tired and feel like it was just going on and on just because of that heat. But I think um, even still, we were able to push through it and I think that we were really able to get something out of it. And um, what God kind of taught me was to kind of keep myself in perspective. And by what I mean through that is that there would be some tasks or some jobs that we would not be able to see the outcome of. So some of these houses that we were building, we were only there for a week and we weren't even at that actual site for the entire time. And so even now, they're most likely not done. And so having to be there and understand that you did work to it, but you didn't get to see the final product, that could also kind of be a little more discouraging, even though you were still working on it. As in some tasks and what you would do, like when we were working on Nancy's house or even there at the field house when we were able to see um, the back to school bash, we did work through those tasks completely, and we were able to kind of see them out. And so that almost felt more rewarding, even though we were working the entire time, just some tasks we didn't finish. And so God just kind of helped me kind of keep myself in perspective, because sometimes it didn't feel like maybe we had done all that we could have done, but we really did work a lot. And I was um, glad to be able to kind of see through that and be able to feel like we were helping others. So thank you. Um, like Ben, this is this was my third mission trip, um, and I think I'll start with the low instead of the high. Um, the low, like Alyssa was saying, was definitely the heat of Kentucky. Um, like I've always been a person, you know, zero degrees or hundred degrees, I'll go zero degrees any day. I hate the summer; it's terrible, not fun. Um, but you know, even though we were in the heat and everything, um, I feel like we were still able to make a lot of progress. You know. There wasn't a whole lot of shade there, which was really unfortunate, unless we were at the, the house site, like on Friday, where we actually had the shade again, which was nice. Um, and I think the high would be just 
knowing that we were able to get a lot of work done there. Um, especially with like the hand sanitizer, because there was a lot of it that had been completely knocked over, you know, all the boxes on the bottom, it had rained on them, and, you know, they just all started to crumble um, on top of each other, and so we had to pick them all up. And definitely took a lot of work, but it was very rewarding as well. And um, I guess I think a lesson that I learned there was um, it's crazy how quickly um, things can just be taken away from people, and, you know, we're really fortunate where we are um, here, and... I feel like we can use that idea that, um, you know, we're really fortunate to try to help others get back to their normal that they used to be at before the tornado hit because it took out, like, went diagonal across the town and took out a ton of it. And, um, like, the pictures, like my dad was saying, um, it didn't really even start to begin to show, like, how crazy um, the damage had been in total. So. But overall, I feel like this was a very rewarding trip, and I feel that, you know, learned a lot, and it was a good experience. So. so my high was being able to learn how to use a saw and stuff like that, because my dad never lets me do that, because he's <laughs> going to cut my finger off. And my low was, so we were in a gym, we were playing basketball. I missed the basketball shot and hit a whole thing of peanut butter. <laughs> then I had to take home two jars because they busted open. Yeah. And something God taught me was always find light in the dark because they lost most of their city and they were still happy. I want to thank everybody for allowing us to go on these trips. This was my 14th. My high was working with the Earls. If you guys get a chance to go on a mission trip, you hope the Earls are with you. They're a great bunch of people. It was really fun working with them. My low was the fairgrounds. Um, it was a disaster. We, we went through it. We made it through. Um, what God taught me this is a great place to be on Sunday morning. It's a great trip when you take with like people, like faith, and you go to a place, to a community that's destroyed, and you meet people that's like faith, and they're willing to help, and we're willing to help them. Thanks, everybody, for allowing us to go. Morning. Um, first thing I want to point out as these slides are showing, um, no one on these trips ever gets hurt except for me. We take care of the group, okay? So there might be some OSHA things that aren't up and up, but it's a good trip. Um, something my low would be, uh, I, I don't know what it was, I got sick one night so I missed half day of work, which maybe it's not such a low because it was hot. Um, <laughs> But the, I, I stayed home one morning for a while. Um, my high 
uh, is just this group and you guys. Um, and I've said it for I don't know how many years now. We are so blessed here at East Union. As Jim said, like-minded. We, we have a true missions heart. And it's not just about going to other places. We, we serve here at home too, which makes me so, so happy and blessed. Um, uh, something one night I want something I kind of learned and brought more to my perspective. Um, I think it was Tuesday night. We were invited to come to the debriefing and worship with the other team. And uh, Matt, I think was his name, was leading it. And he, in Genesis 3, uh, now, I'm not one to remember scripture, so if the numbers are wrong, Jody or Mark, straighten them out later. But in uh, Genesis 3, I think it was uh, verse 17, was when we messed up. And we were told we would toil and suffer uh, throughout life now. And the thing that made me think about it was, yes, we messed up and we will have to work for things, but the whole rest of the book, it, with God's love, we're not alone. We don't have to suffer alone. We have other, you know, fellow work, Christians, believers, we have the love. And that, that really kind of, I don't know, it just kind of hit me when he was brought it up. Because I never thought about that part. I just thought about, yeah, we messed up. <laughs> but, but, but we have the love. We're all suffering together, if that's a good way to put it. And so um, that's, I just wanted, that's something that was brought to my heart and my mind on this trip. And we have a great team. Um, Jimmy and I have been doing this a long time. You're getting old. I'm not. You're getting old. But, uh, but again, I can't, I say this every time, but, but I really mean it. You guys don't realize you're with us on those trips. You're the ones that help send us on those trips, but you're with us, not just through the funding and stuff like that, but, but we know you're back here praying for us, and you're back here thinking about us, and everyone, all, all these guys and all the others been on trips here with East Union know that, that we go as a family, not just the eight or ten or whoever goes. So for that, I just want to say thank you, and we're just really blessed. I'm glad we could share with you and give you a little taste of what happened in Mayfield. Like Mark said, there are stories that stay in Mayfield, Kentucky, but there are so many other stories to share. So I encourage you, bug these people in shirts about stories and different things. Um, none of us ever want to touch hand sanitizer again, but um, God did a lot of good work in what we were doing that week, despite all the the sicknesses and the heat and the everything else. And so thank you again. I know you've heard it a million times, but we'll say it a million more times. Thank you for supporting us so that we're able to go. And I hope that when we plan our next one for next year, uh, that you start praying and thinking about uh, going. Um, there was something for everyone to do. Kids were in the rafters. James was cutting boards. But I'm going to share one more story, and then we'll be done. Um, it was really cool the first couple days uh, James did eventually come in and help with the drywall and stuff, and so we were working. But then I turn around, and he's gone. And so I'm, like, looking around, like, making sure he's okay, didn't pass out because it was hot or whatever. And I see him talking to uh, the neighbor on the front porch. And then I heard he went over and talked to a different neighbor 
at a different house. And so something we've talked about is there's two sides to these trips. One is the work. It's being in the rafters with a nail gun and not knowing what you're doing, but trusting God enough not to fall off the ladder. The other part of it is the relational. It's talking to the people that were there and hearing their stories because that's, that's therapeutic in a sense. And it was just really cool to see James, our, our youngest member of this trip, kind of catch that before I think any of us did. And so these trips had an impact, like Ben was saying, on all of us for just the blessing of getting to serve other people. But also um, we were able to keep busy and we were able to do good work. And so thank you again for supporting us.